Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be Clappy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be Clappy. Left me with the taste of distinctive ball sack in my mouth. What's DC Issues read? But you like the taste of ball sack, Paul. No, these were terrible. (laughs) I read uh, the best one of the bunch was Hawk and Dove, and it was awful. Uh, I read uh, a new Batman. I read a new Superman. I read a new Justice League. I read a bunch of Justice Leagues. <laughs> Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 133. I am Master Torgo. Famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Just Michael. What I feel like they're they're having a problem with is they're not... They started something and, oh, this is great. We're going to start something. But then that was it. They had a start. And well, then but that's already... so stupid. Now that I'm reading it, I'm like, it's so stupid. It's stupid. It's... Okay. So it's stupid? Here's the so, thing. So, so Marvel's not a bunch of convoluted drivel as well? Or you're just saying it's less convoluted? They're both convoluted drivel. But okay. Marvel is less convoluted. And here's, ha, and here's how's the thing. That? Well, it was less convoluted until Bendis got his claws into it. Okay. The last, these got, last five years have X-Men been just X-Men versus ridiculous. Avengers coming up. So. Yeah. These last yeah. Have that'll simplify everything. Yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> Whatever. All. I don't care. There's all those still, unanswered questions. Hey, there's still... Punisher Max going on, which is fucking balls out. What? What? Oh, amazing. you haven't been in a couple months. Okay, that's amazing. It's so good. Uh, anyway, so it is. Aaron's very good. Yeah, that it. shit is awesome. And it's good old Dylan again. Yep. That new Fifty Two stuff. What I read was all these characters reintroducing themselves to each other, basically. Oh, the Justice League. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. They're they're oh, hey, how are you? Oh, I do this kind of stuff. Oh, you're Superman. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm the guy that does stuff with water. Oh, I'm really I'm... fast, except when yeah. Superman flicks his finger. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. As an improvisational <laughs> as an improvisational comedian, as an improv actor. Yes, please apply this to superhero comics. I will tell you. I will tell you. It's not just superhero comics. It's storytelling in general. Oh, shit. The objective is is to tell a goddamn story. And in an improv scene, you have two, three minutes tops. In a comic book, you have 30-some pages, right? All right. What it, what the work is about in improvisation is condensing your words, actions, emotions into the strongest, clearest, most concise thing that you can possibly put forward, all right? That will then engender a relationship with your partner in your scene and show what's going on how you feel about that other person. Boom, boom, boom. That's what we really come to see is relationship. What they have done is they've wiped clean relationship. So there is no relationship. So they have taken all those good foundation years of really building repertoire between these characters and they've wiped that away. And now we're in that place where people are truly introducing themselves to each other. And that leads you to a place of politeness to a degree even if you're a superhero and if you're saying i'm the awesome dick from planet zarbon and i kick butt you're still going to put on your best face when you're meeting new characters right especially superman exactly and you will not ever get to the meat and potatoes of relationship until weeks months years of interaction adventures and shit like that going on between these two characters because they have no relationship 
in an improvisational scene, you must always assume relationship. Establish your relationship. And right. assume it. Yeah, yeah. You must state right out, you know, right. you know this person. You've right. known them for a couple of weeks I, or forever, right? Okay, be, the longer you've known them, the better, really, in a lot of ways. Because it cuts through the bullshit. You get down to it. If you've pressed the reset button, you have essentially fucked all the relationships between these characters. And now you're starting back from a place of let's be polite, let's feel each other out. And build and up the re- relationships you already had all those years ago. Exactly. Now, if those relationships end up being diametrically different from the relationships as were previously established, that's an interesting side effect. But why not just go alternate universe, mirror shit, and just do that? Just jump into it and go, oh, in this universe, uh, Batman and uh, Superman actually are uh, ass buddies. Oh wait, that's called uh, authority. Uh, authority. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like they're, they're, <laughs> that's what. But but there you go. Right. It's not that hard to do. You get it. You get it. Well, but you, but when you wipe them all clean, it's like playing with a pack of amnesiacs. <laughs> okay. That's it. Just it's the Alzheimer's me. League. It did. That's exactly. I'm like, how did you guys forget what you feel? What what am I supposed... I can't care about you assholes. Number one, you're DC character, so I barely fucking give a rat turd, first of all. And now, I'm just like, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Well, the whole DC idea was they, they, they built it. They wanted to start over. They wanted to go fresh again to help get new readers back in. But they're taking too long to get us back to a more comfortable place. That's it. Where, like, now, now here, taking too long. Um, do you think... I think a lot of this has to do with the trade paperback phenomenon. I think a sure. lot of writers now are writing for trade paperbacks. Yeah. And uh, as opposed to for individual issues. It only makes sense to buy trades anymore, honestly. How do you feel, uh, Paul, about the writing of the, the Silver Age marbles, the Lee Kirby's, uh, the 60s, <laughs> where where they compress their stories into one or two issues? Yeah, yeah, where... And, and where a fuck ton of shit goes down on a page because, because but it's but it's a lot of dialogue. That's it's a lot okay. Of, there you go. Because yeah. I've heard that criticism too. A lot of people have been like, "Oh my god, those old Stan Lees are." Oh, it's yeah. all it's all tell and no show. Yes, exactly. That, okay. That's the that's the other side of the spectrum where it's not you know fuck that. But 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 you could stretch some of that out. If 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 they had the wherewithal to stretch some of that out, I mean, they were operating in the mighty Marvel manner. You know, they were. You know, yeah. he's like, here's a big dot balloon that you can fill in when you get the time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'll draw this guy throwing something over here. You explain it later. Wah wah wah. <laughs> Back to my cave of wonders. And it really I- shows. I've been reading the backlog of Avengers starting from number one. I'm up to like number thirty, mm-hmm. and it's, I it's. It was a rough haul for it's the first twelve issues. Tedious, yes, tedious. I mean, it's getting because it's it getting better. Yes. but it doesn't mean it's good. No, because it is. It's all talk. They're just like anybody learning their fucking craft, learning the art form. But to deconstruct the art form in the way that DC has done it is incorrect, in my opinion. I think you, they're just going about it too long. We're like, you used to have all story, not enough show. All talk, no show. Now you have just they're stretching it out too far. Just, but the, it, I you, think I think you, by, you, by the fourth the, the, episode the, the, you should be done with something and on with the on with can, the next. Yeah, you might think you can press the reboot button and not have everybody not know each other. They only did that for Justice League, though. Well, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> if they did it for Justice League, that affects every book in the universe. But every right? Other, well, no, every other book is like four years later. Then. Welcome to Gayville. <laughs> what a dumb pile of garbage. Wow. Wow. They are b- 
Boo, DC. <laughs> Boo. Now, on the Boo other hand, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I think, I think we're onto something with Paul's concept of the Legion of Ass Buddies. <laughs> I think Ass Buddies. Ass Listen, Buddies is a symbol. That's part, hey, of his, that's part of his campaign. For, I see that going down at Avatar Comics. Yes. This is another. <laughs> this is another basic rule of improvisation. When in doubt, seduce. It's true. If you're in a scene that's going nowhere, and you you can see this anytime you watch people playing and they're not very good, they'll start to be all, "Hey, want to do something? Hey, oh, you're cute. Ooh, blah blah blah." Watch first first run improvisers in their first I've, class. I've seen it happen. You've seen, of course, you've seen it happen. Because when in doubt, seduce. Because what it does is it automatically forces a relationship and it causes some tension and drama. Unfortunately, most of those moves come from a place of bullshit. They don't really mean anything that's going on. And double unfortunately, when you do play scenes of ass buddies or uh, romantic, what is the final culmination of a romantic relationship? Breakup? Boning. Boning. Oh. Carnal intimacy. Carnal intimacy. And unfortunately, in most states, don't speak your. Uh... In most states, you can't fuck on stage. So basically, that's what you've set up. You are you, you perform right next to the green door. All right, you're, you're all <laughs> brother. I know. You don't have to tell me, but that's kind of where it gets to. And then that's the thing. It's like these characters. It's going to take them. You tell me it's going to take them four years to fuck. I don't want to watch that show. Yeah, <laughs> that's like moonlighting again. And I've been down that road. <laughs> Mm. And we so all know once they do fuck, night. nobody's gonna care anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. Fly. Four years of fuck. That's so eighties. <laughs> well, welcome it, to it's HBO only been three. It doesn't it doesn't it feel like the eighties again? Doesn't it feel like Death of Superman type shit? Like dumb storyline garbage? I don't know, man. I only took a sampling of books, and I really I bought I bought like five or six of these new DC books just to get a. a I was doing it for some research for the for the costuming because I'm really impressed with Jim Lee's take on the characters yeah. Yeah, you know the new the, the new outfits they're not new but they've got just these nice little pieces of flair and different stuff to it it's really artistically bang on nicely done way to reinvent but everything else balls and i just yeah i can't get it i can't get behind it man i'm just feeling yeah i feel like the storylines are just taking too long to get they yeah, are i do think they are, they are taking too long i i really <laughs> I think that the the whole epic crossover itis make a big long fucking story has now become so ingrained in the writers in blah, in the writer's mind they can't get out of it. They're they're now that's how they write every single story. They can't do a three act play issues well, one two three story. Yeah, it's like yeah. you just and is that uh, it's like you just said last week, uh, Kirsten, about um, you know. Somebody's going to come in and take it over, and it's yeah, going to be yeah, a yeah, yeah. But they've got to start doing that every three to six no. issues. They're already doing. They're already announcing new creative teams coming in on issue seven. Issue they've got to leave. Yeah, they've got to leave yeah. the, the overarching story stuff behind. They've got to stop that because yeah. it's terrible. Is, Marvel is the same way. Is that individual artist edict, or is that DC coming down saying we have to write for these books now? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Talk to Dan DiDiddlio. <laughs> just give me a few moments. Dan DiDiddlio, write to us at comments at ugmycouchshow.com. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, mm, I listen to the first minute and a half of your show. Eat my balls. There you go. <laughs> you want some ball sack? Uh, you mean the first Brandon? 11 minutes of our show? Oh! <laughs> I've got super money to print. 
Whatever. Well, wow. good. Good for this Marvel. This has been another ten-minute tirade by the famous. Paul. I think. Hey. I saw, yeah, I think. I saw well, you know, it's I, if I didn't care about the medium so much, I wouldn't get so passionate about it. But ultimately, Marvel is better. Always will be <laughs> until Marvel does the exact same shit, and he'll be like, Not balls, balls, fucking balls. Not gonna Tastes happen. Like balls. They, yeah. they, they, they've seen they this. They did. This, they did it years ago with Ultimate, Ultimate Marvel, which but was they the way did, to go. Which was perfect because yeah. they didn't kill the original books. Yeah. yeah. They just said, here's exactly. They said, here's an alternate timeline. I'm beginning to think you should either, every 10 years, reboot. Just clear out your universe and start all over again. Or just keep creating new freaking universes. But regardless, well, if you reboot and restart your universe, it doesn't mean your characters can't come into that universe with formed relationships. That's what kills me. Having these people go through introductions is bizarre. Right. Bizarre. It just All makes over no again. fucking sense. Well. It's not bizarre for a kid that's never read those comics before. Yes, it is. A kid that is. is just getting into the comics. There's no need for introduction scenes unless it's a buddy comedy picture. Well, that's like that's like a criticism of Hollywood superhero movies. Everyone's tired of, why does every yep. fucking first oh, yeah. movie origin. have to be an origin exactly. story? And not only that, but that's mood in the age of Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kid, honestly, like, that. okay. Firefly, right? It's one, you know, you can go to that for everything. You watch that first episode or even the first aired episode, which mm-hmm. ended up being the train robbery, I guess, right? right? Now, unfortunately, out of, t- out of sync, but still, even thrown like that, you don't need the intro. You get these characters and their relationships. You get it. Show them interacting. Show a little bit of status. It's on. You we'll we'll pick it up and run with it. You want to go back a couple years later and do a do a, a meeting story, and then then you'll have some meat to actually come from. Doing right. intro stories with no background is going to be the boring shit that I was reading. <laughs> Hi, you're Superman. <laughs> yes, I am. Who are you? I'm the fish guy. Wow. How about that? <laughs> I swear to Christ. You know what I mean? Like if you if you went on and told stories and then you go back and like the meeting. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck. Fuck. Ah. You can give Speaking context and reasoning. Where's the cat toy? Oh. So you dangle it in front of him. Calm him down. Give him the wand again. <laughs> Woo. Got him started. Context. That's what the wand did. That was the context. power of the wand. Started. Context. And reason, why do you do what you do? Why? Oh, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this has been a All right, fifteen so that's minute what Paul did by the famous uh, the week. Anybody else got some passionate to talk about? I got a player character killed. You did. Oh. You, someone died. Oh. Yeah, someone died. Your game. That was that was that was something. How'd I, you get him? Uh, actually, it was really funny. <laughs> it um, was an amusing death. <laughs> It was. Yeah. I I um the the guys uh well they uh, went to destroy an idol and they destroyed the idol and they fought the demon that tried to defend the idol and uh, the wizard they asked for help from kind of died. And Don't look at me. <laughs> that was not. He was on his way to death. Anyways. He was on his last death save and somebody fumbled their heal attempt and that pretty much. I just tried put him out. to. I tried to cover the wound. The problem is he was bleeding out of his mouth and i covered that and he ended up suffocating, suffocating. Sure, i don't yeah. know so they had to escape and they went through this uh, secret door in the uh, in the hidden chamber and it, i decided 
to have some fun. So I got the Dungeon Quest tiles uh, from the, the, the tile-based uh, adventure game Dungeon Quest, where you pull a tile, it's a corridor, it's a room or something. And I had them pulling tiles to lay out their map, and it's already becoming obvious that this is a bizarre, strange tesseract type of folding in on itself uh, dimensional thing. They come to a corridor with a plank across a bottomless pit. And uh, just Michael's character goes to cross, falls off the plank, but he's holding on to rope. People hold on to him and pull him out. <coughs> so Andy's like, I'm really dexterous. Let my thiefy character do it. And I said, all right, do you do anything in, in particular with the rope before you cross? And he just throws his 20 down <laughs> and he rolls like a three and off he goes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And everyone's like, well, we got the rope. We're holding on to it. Uh, uh, Torgo's character was yeah. holding on to it. He totally mans up and does a strength roll, catches it. Right. And Andy um, is like falling and he's got to make his strength check and he rolls and he totally blows it. Uh, not only that, but he only had one hit point. Yes. <laughs> he only had one hit point. He was already wow. teetering on the edge of death. And it was really funny because then he remembered we have the cool points. You throw in your chip, you can spend a cool point and add a d10 to your roll. And at first, you know, Paul, at first I was thinking when I first came up with this d10, that's a little generous. Ah, what the hell. Every time someone has spent a cool point so far, the d10 has not helped them. Yeah. And Andy rolled, he needed three or more, and he rolled a two. <laughs> yeah! yeah and he went down the bottomless pit and at first i was trying to think of some bullshit way to save and i'm like no this is what i wanted to do with this game yeah and so we have our first character death see and that's what i'm talking about shit has to matter you're not you're in the middle of it right it's starting off with a death something's happening right and these fucking people aren't gonna have anything going on interesting like that for years Four and if you're doing the other series four years out, you know what happened. You know who's still alive. So you don't fucking get that out of my face. Get that out of my face. You, this is another goddamn bullshit right here. Oh, this is some fucking oh, garbage. The face? new Spider-Man. Oh, oh. I thought it would calm him down. Jesus, oh, really. Jeff. So you get quick. I put picked, out the fire. Give I me the kerosene. You get the hottest fucking redhead in all of Hollywood, and you make her blonde. Only in goddamn Hollywood do they go, oh, hmm, whoa, whoa, whoa. who'd be a perfect Mary Jane? Make her no, fucking Gwen Stacy. No, she's Mary Jane. I know she's Gwen Stacy. Why? Why? Oh, oh, oh don't, don't pull that different. on me. Just I like they're going back to Gwen. I like they're going back to I hate the uh, way that, that your generation uh, has totally reduced the value of Gwen Stacy <laughs> and Peter Parker's life with that fucking redheaded trollop model. Boom. Gwen Stacy was a virtuous, righteous First love. Agreed. And you I'm, guys are totally just, just, just dusted Todd her. McFarlane oh. drew her in a way that she was irresistible to my 13-year-old go cock. on this one. There's yeah. no two ways oh. about it. It's like, uh, it's like Superman's, uh. What, uh, his first girlfriend? <laughs> no, I was going to say his, his quote, love of his life until he met Lois Lane. Oh, Lana? Lana Lane. Fuck, don't start on fucking Smallville. I'm not little. starting on Smallville. I'm, I'm talking fucking storyline, you oh, ass. Boo, boo, <laughs> it's the same it. goddamn thing. And I don't know why you're no, throwing a fit. Because, and because you know why You know why I get upset, too? Because you're doing another movie version, and we all know in that first film on the bridge sequence, that was Gwen's Sta Gwen Stacy's sequence. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's yeah. been done, right? I don't know. For me, it's been done. Also, Bryce Dallas Howard, again, yeah, what is it with the fucking redheads going blonde? Fuck this fucking shit. 
Well, I, I agree with you there. You're ru you're ruining perfectly good red hair with uh, the whole blonde. You know, well, Stupid. any kind of hair color thing. But I like Stupid. going to Gwen. I she'll like be going to Gwen. she'll be fantastic. I think the two of them will have some really nice moments because I think they're from what I've seen. I mean, Emma Stone's a great actress. I think um, this Jay Garfield guy. I don't know. He's probably a good actor too. I hope. Uh, we'll see. He seemed to have his head on right when he did his uh, Comic-Con appearance and whatnot. So, oh, my God. So you think it'll be a good movie because of the relationships? I can't take exactly, exactly. If they focus on what those two characters mean to each other, you're going to be okay. If the focus is on organic web shooters again, we're fucked. I think they're not doing organic. Mechanical. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, so that's a good so thing. It's mechanical. But, which is uh, a, yeah. which is how it should be, because he's a goddamn science genius nerd. <clears throat> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear myself say that. <laughs> uh, we're gonna continue the Spider-Man joy. Spider-Man, turn off the dark news. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Been a mile, right? I hope this isn't what I think it's gonna be. Oh, this is uh, Julie Taymor, who was axed as the show's director in March 2011 has settled the lawsuit against the musical's oh. producers that will pay her a cool $10,000 for every week the show oh. runs. Oh, my oh. God oh. damn. And judging by the frequent sellout crowds, that could be a while. Oh, my God damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got to run that thing forever because they have to pay f pay for it. They have to pay Julie Taymor. That's a catch-22. We have oh to keep paying her, but... God. The longer it goes on, we have to keep paying her. That 10, is a week well, here, for every well, week that's run. Wow. Take, for those who don't know, Taymor collaborated with U2's Bono and the Edge early in development. Unbelievable. Was let go amid a, a flurry of delays and negative press and uh, nearly derailed the $75 million production. Now the show is earning approximately $1 million per week. And if the show stays open for at least two years, which is certainly possible as it just keeps doing better... Tamor could easily earn a million or more herself before it's all said and done. Producers of the show, Michael Cohn and Jeremiah Harris, say they are happy to have settled the suit and have it behind them. And uh, that we can focus our energies on providing an amazing entertainment experience for our audience who have come to see the show in record numbers and made it a tremendous hit. You know what? I'm actually kind of happy because that was really shaping. It's become sort of like the Titanic of theater. Everyone was just like, this is so so much trouble and fuck it and it's gonna die and oh my god wait till this bomb comes out and it's actually out and kicking ass now and I have yeah. to say I actually kind of like that so that's kind of cool I, I really do like that it's actually enormously successful yeah, I, hey. I, I wish I hope it's worth it I'd like to see it just to well, see if it well, is rumor, 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 yeah. rumor mill has it that it is uh, <clears throat> is a possibility for coming to Vegas Cirque de Spider yeah because uh, yeah Phantom is ending in what September Yep. Oh, Something like that. But, well, oh, okay. But they would have to, again, redesign that whole theater sure. to well, yeah. be... Whatever but, theater gets I mean, Spider-Man has to become the Spider-Man There's like theater. three well, shows the well, that are... The, yeah, but the Phantom thing, I mean, I heard them announce that they're doing a Phantom sequel. Really? As in they're, they're, they're bringing uh, Love Never Dies? There, there's, there's, there's yeah, a, Love Never I, Dies is the official yes, yes, yes. Uh, written by... I don't know if they're bringing it, but I heard that there is a Phantom sequel... Musical, so I assume yes. that, yeah. that that clearing out Phantom here is sort of to make way for that. No, that, I, I don't just, think so. There's, there's a that, bunch that, of shows. That musical kind of really bit. Yeah. Um. That it had a West End run. It wasn't a very successful West End run, and uh, really, it 
Weber hasn't given us a good musical in years. But it comes down to it. There's, to there's no official Mormon. announcement for oh, what's yeah. replacing Phantom at this point, mm-hmm. but there's like several shows rumored to. Right. I did see Assassins this last week, though. That was a that was a Is joy. It great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Mm, I should have gone. It's it was funny, poignant, and but then again, it's one of my favorite musicals of all time. So mm. well, Assassins are funny and poignant. They are, you know. yeah, especially when you get them on the row dancing. There you go. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Yes, what, huh? What? Uh, this week we learned that uh, three giant fighting robot movies were indeed not enough. And we will, in fact, be getting the fourth Terminator flick in 2014. We also heard that Michael Bay will return to attempt something audacious even for him, rebooting his own franchise. What? He's going to do a restart on yes. Transformers? <laughs> Josh Duhamel, who co-starred in each of the first three flicks, has at least one idea what that might mean. Duhamel says he's not planning to return for a fourth flick, and he doesn't think any of his fellow humans will join him for another round either. Quote, I don't think anybody's doing it. I know Shia is not doing it. I don't think Tyrese or Rosie all or be anybody just, else is just going to be robots it. maybe this time. According to Badass Digest, you know. Cause, Did you just say GoBots? You no, know, it's going to be just robots oh, on, yeah. Cyber, on Cybertron, I think. The reboot angle could be less about plot and more about shifting the perspective of the flick away from the humans and toward the Transformers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the first Hold three on. Had plot? Repeat that fucking sentence. <laughs> the reboot angle could be less about plot. How? <laughs> How can How the Transformers be less? <laughs> be less about plot? Uh, How? Yeah. How could it be any less about plot? How there was no it? plot to any know. of those three Couldn't films. Tell you. I never saw a dangling the first robot one, balls. I know better. Hit bad thing with good thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is the plot. Oh my god damn. I love it. I love it. Paul, you totally fucking started off this podcast right on theme. That was great. Yeah. Buddy, that's just the eternal theme of of, of theater and drama in general. And this Rebooting? Michael Bay knows not oh rebooting. God that's what damn. I meant. Rebooting. Yeah. You just you rebooting. were railing on rebooting, rebooting is and, balls and for here the most we part. Are. I, oh I can't Jesus believe it. Christ. That's awesome. Well, he's just trying to reboot his bank account, basically. High Moon is doing the second game, which looks to be very cool as far as story and everything, because they are going back in time. Did you guys play uh, War for Cybertron? Yeah, a little bit of it. I really like that game. I still have yet to finish it, but it's the cinematics and the story outpace the gameplay, which which is good and bad, because it makes me wish the fuck they just do a CGI movie with these guys behind it because it would kick <laughs> fucking ass. I could dig that. But uh, So I'm looking forward to the next one. Hopefully the gameplay will step up a little bit. But the storyline is very compelling. I don't think Bay will have anything close to as cool as that new game. Fucker. I still didn't see Dark of the Moon. Now, uh, badass, you didn't miss much. Badass Digest. This goes directly to that. Badass Digest is also crediting a source close to the production with the information that the flick will be a direct sequel to Dark of the Moon. Oh, jeez. But the reboot will be in How the Tale is Told. More robots, fewer humans. You know, the fucking... Uh, here, here. This is all you need to know about Dark of the Moon, Paul. <clears throat> Story was moving along pretty well for, like, the first... Of, of, of a two-hour movie. The first 90 minutes, pacing was good. Story was okay. And then the last fucking half hour devolved into this half hour long battle with nothing is going on. It's just bang, bang, punch, bang, bang. Isn't that what people Line, line, bang. Though? No, but I mean, it, it, it was stretched out way too fucking long. 
It was this 30-minute it's, it's battle that could have been done in 10 minutes. It's gotcha. wild when Pops. you can film a robot-on-robot robot battle and go, this is boring. It was, it, well, but it was boring. Seen, but I've seen stuff like that. But that's, it's, It it's stretched in, on for freaking ever. It's it inherently was, boring robot-on-robot because robot, that's all he's doing is showing robot-on-robot. Robot. He's not showing the hero Optimus Prime versus the unredeemable villain Megatron because irredeemable, I should say. Uh, because there's no proper characterization to either of them. In the, in the second film, Optimus is like an executioner. He's out there just murdering robots. <laughs> yeah. Which is, he'd never do that. It's true. So the line is completely blurred. I mean, one of the first shots of Optimus is down the barrel of his gun while he blows the head off of a robot, a defenseless robot. And that, I, no I mean, he, he looks yeah. like Megatron. He looks like Megatron, a big gun barrel blowing up someone who's defenseless. Electro sword slashing through yeah. completely. The third movie continues with the, the contradictory yeah. character where Optimus would say one thing, act a certain way, but then do something completely evil and contradictory where you're going, that's not Optimus Prime. Yeah, he does evil things. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. The fact that you can characterize characterize anything Optimus Prime did as evil. I have to destroy you, you, Sentinel, to save the humans. He just has no idea what this character's about. He's as close to a Christ figure as a robot's ever going to get. Literally. His death and everything in the cartoon. Did he watch the cartoons? Does he give a fuck? (laughs) Optimus the bad Christ. Ugh. No. (laughs) No. He doesn't give a fuck because he says he didn't want to go the route of the cartoons or he the, didn't we want to the make the movies and, he doesn't yeah. care he, he does put shit up on say, who cares whatever he who says cares? i want to get a lot of money to do a lot of big fucking cg effects yeah. and then go and look how badass i am yeah. yeah exactly i just want to fuck hot pussy and you know what i can't stand Damn the way the robots that. look too <laughs> hey i give them all credit in the world but you know what there's too much See, shit going on with those robots. Even when they're standing still, there's oh, all yeah. these little buzzers yeah, and garbage. gears yeah. and the, stuff going on. I'm like, yeah. they're yeah. fucking advanced robots. They're not going to have holes in the sides of their head where gears are spinning <laughs> and right. and little electrical sparks are flashing here and there. It's yeah. like, it's not going to happen. The design is could, terrible. Could it, uh, say, yeah. could it at this point be that they have just put Michael Bay in this little Transformers corner saying that if we just keep him over here, he can't hurt other things. He's not hurting. He's helping. I mean, that's a fucking tent pole and a half. Those that's are tent poles. Oh, no, yeah. I realize that. It's making made, lots of money. Yeah. But I, it's but made Paramount a just, huge amount of money. Just in, Yeah, but just in my my nerd conspiracy head. Just well, keep him there. Let's, let's the just, nerds no, in charge are saying. I would almost say, sacrifice would almost Transformers say, Todd, Todd, so keeping, that he doesn't touch anything else. I would say that it's they, they don't want to let him out because he, he's generating income. Yeah, they, yeah. They, I would almost be terrified to let him touch something else because what if that doesn't go over as well as his Transformers? Hasbro's yeah. making bank. Paramount's making <clears throat> yeah. bank. They're not going to stop. Until, and as long as he's doing that? Until he puts out a bad one. It's sad, yeah. but he's hit on a formula that works. It appeals to you know the troglodyte. Well, the worm, the general... worm will turn. The worm always turns. It, it does. always does. It does. And eventually, but there's something else to come. Jiminy up. jumped up Christmas. You know? By it's then, so by then, three D Empire Strikes Back will be out. And now, yeah. Really? Now, now, tell you the truth. You know, you watch. You watch all the cartoons. Have you watched all the cartoons? I definitely say I've not seen all oh, the cartoons. Transformers? I've seen all the cartoons. Even the sure. Japanese oh. ones. Yes, Get I have the, the headmasters. Uh, yeah, and it's it's got some real bad stuff. Some not good 
not oh, yeah. entertaining, but but it's like Chris said, it's because new creators came in, new writers came in, new ideas came in, and unfortunately. Bay is suffering from the same thing as these guys did too. Every season, there was this feeling of, oh, we got to make new toys. And that's why Prime died in the movie, just to make new toys. Yeah. And they had no idea how that would impact kids. Kids were so upset by that. Bawling. So Bawling in the theaters. They had yeah. no idea. I cried when I was in the theater. But, I'm not afraid it, to admit it. I fucking, it when, when you saw it two weeks died, ago. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, in my home theater, I was sobbing like a baby. Prime's you dying. <laughs> but it, but it, but it meant something because people had invested in that character. If Bay's Prime dies, who cares? He already died. He, he died yeah, in the yeah. second film. And nobody cares. No, I didn't care. I thought, oh, they're just going to reboot him somehow yeah, in the movie. Back. And sure enough, there he was before the end of the movie. Oh, spoiler he was alert! Dead for like four minutes. Yeah, couldn't even couldn't even leave him dead for a movie. Hmm. Couldn't even leave him dead he wasn't for half dead for a four movie. Minutes. He was like dead for like <laughs> well, they, maybe twenty minutes. They didn't and then, want all those yeah. kids bawling their eyes out. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you show me one child who's emotionally affected, other than wanting to stab something by those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I have my electro sword. I'm gonna stab you with it. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> oh god damn it! Actually, Jeff just reminded me of uh, Exorcissy. Oh, <laughs> well, this is this is the thing that the, the thing that worries me is because Masters Universe is coming up so awesome now, you know, and uh, this is the 30th anniversary year and there is talk. Oh, wait a minute. There Masters is, is going to be Paul's Michael Bay Transformers. There is a talk. He's going to freaking flip out. There's a talk Balls! Of, a, of a new uh, of, a, of a live action film somewhere down the line. Uh, um, well, maybe that's next up on Michael Bay's Michael list. Bay's hit list. <laughs> See? As long as it's in Transformer camp, it's going to be Michael He-Man. Bay's He-Man. If Michael and Bay did He-Man in the Master Universe, I'd be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Oh, my God. I'd be so sad. You know sad. what? Uh, Paul, oh. I would love to go to watch that movie with you because I'd sit in a row in front of you and sit backwards and just watch you for the whole movie. <laughs> it'll, it'll be just like when we all went and saw episode three. God, God damn this movie! God damn it! I hated that movie so much. He stayed oh. through. Now, to his credit, he stayed through the whole movie. But walking out, he didn't just walk out of the theater. He stormed out of the yeah, theater. I've seen the Paul God storm. God damn it! Fun. That movie was so fucking balls. You can see the oh. crowd. Wasn't as bad as uh, you know Pirates of the Caribbean, but he no. was he was livid. Oh no! And then freaking uh, <laughs> poor poor. Uh, uh, Master Dooku there. <laughs> He's like, I just want to enjoy my film, Paul. Let me enjoy my film. <laughs> he was getting mad. Yeah. Because, like, well, he wanted to enjoy the film. He, want, he wanted more, to like it more. He wanted to love it, and you more wouldn't let him love it. Yeah. And that's, that, that, was, that was the problem. <laughs> you must be brave enough to speak truth to ignorance. That's right. God <laughs> damn. There he is. Dooku's banging the chick that he loves and Paul's pointing out all the warts and moles in and there. The, and the penis. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Episode we love three, you, Chad, did anyway. have a dick. And its name was Hayden Christensen. Did you guys, and here's another example. What? Did what? you play Episode 3, the game? No. Th- that I didn't do. It's awesome. It's Is not it? perfect, but it's good, and there is a sequence when uh, Anakin, when he goes rogue, he goes in and he fucks up the Jedi Temple. It doesn't show him do a half-ass look at a bunch of babies and light up his sword. 
It shows him go fuck up the Jedi Temple. He brings down these giant... You force grab and bring down these giant statues, these ancient fucking robed figures, and smash them. You go into the library. Remember when they went to look for the lost planet and how funny that was? Oh, yeah. Fuck. (laughs) You go into the library and you fucking kill that librarian and then every other Jedi in there. You throw her in the air and stab her with your fucking lightsaber in the fucking midair. And then you kill every Jedi in that library and wreck the whole goddamn place. You it it said so much more to me that he struck down the holy spot of the Jedi, that he eradicated all of their knowledge. You know, just decimated their 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 stores of, of intelligence you know because that was a very visceral thing that's emotion trumping trumping intellect you know You're saying that yeah. got you more than him killing younglings yes yes watching that movie i was like watching that game i was like why why the fuck was this not in the movie hmm. this shows uh, me lucas wouldn't have let it in the movie man <laughs> um, i mean i didn't want my kids to to wonder why why daddy why did you put uh, scenes of a uh, of you know our hero Anakin slaughtering little small children. Uh, That's so not, I had that to... was in the movie. That was in the movie. I'm saying, put it in the movie where he actually fights Jedi and wrecks their house instead of just having him walk away from a smoldering wreck and saying, "Boy, he fucked some shit up." But you would like to see that. <laughs> In other words, the whole Stanley tell not show. That's exactly. That's all. Of it. It's all. It's all tell not show. And it's just like, oh, who cares? God damn. And then, and then, of course, Padme was fucking Obi-Wan. Of course. Just do it. Do it. Show them fucking. Make a relationship there. What? That was that, the that, intended he, relationship. He, he, he it was won. a love triangle gone sour, he but he wouldn't that. commit to it. He wanted that. Yeah. Poor Paul wanted that so bad. Wanted that? <laughs> it's as clear as the nose on your face. There were hints of it. And Lucas, that's what he thought. Oh, man. That's what that story is. That's what that story I, is. I agree, it, it, I, I agree with you that, that... It would have given it bite. That that would have given it, yeah. But uh, there's no way he was going to do but that. But he played it like that, no, even. No, it, it, it would have given intention. It, yeah. Meaning. Yeah, yeah but for, meaning. But for Lucas... Yeah, but also, Paul, don't forget the, the whole Lucas naivete. For Lucas... And and just imagine it. I know for the man him, does not understand well, sexuality. Well, no, it's not just. It's not that. Is for him, it is actually more story and more tense. If Obi Wan and Padme have the potential, and it never arrives, it never, it never even gets acknowledged. And you know, like you would say in improv, let the disaster happen. That's the story. That's not when it begins. The that's disaster. when the story begins. Yes, precisely. I know. You've said that, and yeah. Okay. And that's just it. That that's that's just it. That story starts in the, the the story of that whole saga starts a little bit in the middle of episode two. It kind of starts and then it stalls out again for all of episode three. He Are should we, have been Vader by the end of episode two. No question about it. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Are episode we, uh, three should have been, here we go. I'm going to fuck up the whole universe. Yeah. Well, one, one of the problems yeah. there is that he... He took the 16-year-old character he wrote in Phantom Menace and made him 10 to for the kids to relate to, yeah. and that that yeah, I yeah, think yeah. would no. throw off the whole storyline. Yeah, he line. fucked it all. Yeah, he fucked it all. Yeah, and while at the agree, same yeah. time, again, doing that weird kid shit. Yeah, 
Ooh, I'm a baby, but I want to fuck on that. And that's no, stuff. you don't. <laughs> you don't know what your dick is. You don't know what your dick is. Stop it. Who are you fucking kidding? Right. Well, I've said that before about Phantom Menace. If you take that script and you put a 16-year-old in the place of Jake sure. Lloyd, I mean, it, it, there are still problems, but there's so much more. <laughs> yeah, there's so much more potential. There's so much more that makes sense. Yes. So makes, much more that makes yeah. those glances at the end less creepy. Yeah. <laughs> It, all of it, all <laughs> of it becomes less creepy. She's 14. Because a 16-year-old would not find Jar Jar endlessly amusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And there could be grand comedy in that. That's true. You mean like at the end of uh, Star War, uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars 2? <laughs> yeah. Yay, Eddie! Oh, yeah. Yay, yeah. 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 Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. That was, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, that was. Oh, Misa, all glowy and spotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, right. Oh, my God. But Have yeah, we even yeah. got through the first page yet? No. Also, that's all right. We're too we all busy know, fixing Hollywood. Also, we all know. That Mace Windu Here is we an go. agent oh. of the Sith. He's an agent of the Sith, and Lucas chickened out at the end. So, yeah, <laughs> you got a lot of Lucas chicken outs there, uh, Paul. That's how the man runs his life. <laughs> That's a man whose whose life is driven by fear, and fear leads to anger, and, and anger, anger leads to hate, and, and hate we all leads suffer. To Indiana Jones four. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're on to another film. It's true. Don't, don't get him started, please. <laughs> no, I, I can't touch that. Watch the Red Letter Media yeah. Uh, yeah. Harry Plinkett review it's, on that fucking yeah. thing. Gold. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make a lick of goddamn sense. Anymore. How did the dark kill him? Did it go around and backwards in his throat? <laughs> so good. Watch that fucking thing. So good. News you don't give a shit about. Adult film company Vivid Entertainment has released Pee-wee Triple X Adventure, a porn parody. <laughs> An actual porn film, film featuring the sweaty fantasized likeness of Pee-wee Herman. The film synopsis. Pee-wee loves Dolly more than anything else in the world. Too bad she's a doll. But Pee-wee doesn't want to admit it. To him, she's as real as the bow tie around his neck. Much like to the chagrin of the sex worker Lizzie, who longs for Pee-wee as much as Pee-wee lusts for Dolly. When Dolly is stolen by a mysterious bandit, Pee-wee goes on a wild madcap recovery mission complete with ghost truckers, gang-banging bikers, and a porn director named Chorkle, who only to find Dolly as a prop on the Lizzie porn set. Will Lizzie finally consummate her love with Pee-wee? Is Pee-wee really over Dolly? Hit play and find out. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch it. He's actually speechless. Wow. I'd watch it. I love porn parody. I, 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 I have grown so sick of it. So really? sick. I thought the Batman think, one was pretty good. The Batman one was stupid. The some, AT some one the was stupid. The Batman one was supposed than, to be stupid. Did you see the Avatar one? No, Where the blue paint started one, coming off their yeah, cocks. It's the worst thing you've ever seen. Yeah, but the, the Batman Triple <laughs> X one was supposed to be stupid because it was based on the TV series. I get, I get, I get it. They're all supposed to be stupid. That's, I get yeah. it. That's how they're. But, but I basically, the same, anything, they're the same damn parodies we got in the eighties. But I find movies. myself watching these the and like actually fast forwarding <laughs> to the I'll porn to get to the story. That's the thing. I think some of these stories are better than what Hollywood is producing right now. The story is fun and funny, but the porn is garbage. The porn is so milk toast. Weak shit. If you bring some crazy shit in there, I'm that's on just, board. You know why it's milk toast? Because it's gotta be completely <laughs> off the rails. Exactly. To get you off. It does. Because <laughs> yes. your dick is numb. I need some shit. So, <laughs> yes. 
Well, Paul has I, turned into Carl from I, I, I detest overproduced porn myself. So mm -hmm. if it doesn't have the grainy look of somebody's handheld uh, video <laughs> camera, I'm. <laughs> if someone's not getting slashed at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. If the basement it's recorded Slash in is, is too right. clean, there's a problem. <laughs> oh, boy. How are we? All right. Are you done marking off what we're skipping? Yeah, you bet. Okay. Sony Pictures. Although, you know what? We can geek. Yay! We can geek! Wee! Well, that means the first 15 minutes of the show's up. Yeah. You mean the first 45 minutes of the show? Man. 30 of which was just Paul ranting? Jeff, the bitterness. The bitterness. It's fun to watch, but I just thought it would have been over. <laughs> I thought it would have been over half an hour oh, ago. Oh, I see. Is, is this like too long porn for you? Geek Shock. Just... The podcast that's fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get to watch. You I like, like to, watch. to watch. I do like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sony Pictures has made a preemptive seven-figure deal for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance co-director Brian Taylor to write and direct a live-action adaptation. Why don't these people wait one weekend before they oh do God. this kind of shit? You're direct going into premature erantulation. To erantulation. direct like a live-action adaptation of the iconic video game Twisted Metal. See, there you oh, go. Yeah. Great. <laughs> like, well, like, like the game, the film will revolve around an underground event that pits a number of combatants in a fight to the death. They are outfitted in armored, weaponized cars that are pimped out with heavy-duty artillery. The propriety of the race is Calypso, a string puller dedicating to examining the human condition, such as what it <laughs> makes to what makes a peaceful a man violent. Puller dedicated to examining the human condition. <laughs> Didn't Paul W. S. Anderson bring us this movie a couple of years ago called Death Race? Such as what makes a peaceful man violent, what terrifies a violent man, and who will make a Faustian bargain which they risk their lives. The sole survivor gets any wish granted. The film will include such signature contestant characters as Sweet Tooth, a homicidal clown who drives an ice cream truck, and Dollface, a young woman who is trapped behind a porcelain mask who drives an 18-wheeler. You just you're shaking your head. Well, the Ghost Rider's already in this series from the second game on. I believe uh, was when they first got the uh, motorcycle guy in there. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but he's Ghost basically Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's really nothing. It's like he's the spirit of vengeance and all that kind of shit. It really is like what's his name, Mister Nightmare or Mister something what like the fuck his name. Well, I can't Sweet remember. Tooth has burning long. hair too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean Sweet Tooth has the burning hair, but this guy was like was just straight up a skull faced bike guy. It was almost the exact same. All right, I'm gonna tell you right now. You want to see. Twisted Metal, the movie. Get yourself a copy of the PS2 uh, re-release of Twisted Metal Black. Oh, okay, yeah, those. Uh, I bought that thing just for sequences. the DVD sequences. So, um, what's his name? Who's the guy? Uh, Jaffe. Yeah, David Jaffe wrote, produced, and directed the end video end video sequences, and trade up shot these things with full makeup. All the, they're terrible, and they're so bad they're awesome. And Calypso is just fucking retarded. It's everybody's wish gets destroyed. It's like Lost, basically. The wish you want is not the wish you think you wanted, and everything's terrible. It's really funny. The, fa the classic Faustian bargain. Everybody gets the Faustian bargain. Yeah. <sighs> Studying the human condition. Sometimes these video game movies kind of like they can. There's these video games, and they have great stories and everything, and then people are like, oh, we want to see that in a movie. But 
you already got the story. You already got the visuals. You have to accept it like that because when you try to transfer it over, it doesn't flow. It's it, you know, you don't have your choices affecting these characters, and and you're not as involved. You're not as engaged, and it, it, the story, the the movie can't hold up to what that franchise had before. You also well, don't well, have the 20 plus hours of Yeah, it's of it's the journey right, if, yeah. if done well is what engages you into that story. Exactly. So, yeah, if you're talking even the small games are lasting 8 hours to make that journey, that's not going to translate well. Yeah. So HBO has to make them. But that's yeah. just but that yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but that's like every book you read too. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. It's a different medium and when it translates, you're going to lose stuff. Um there's a game out right now called Asura's Wrath. Have you played that? The demo? I played the demo. I have not played it. The game just came out today. Uh, but apparently it suffers from that because it's in that weird place where the, the, the designers apparently wanted it to play like an anime, like an animated feature. Okay. And so it is quick time event heavy. So basically it's like one button push while you're watching a story kind of thing. Big elements of it. But then there's like shooter elements and then there's like fighting elements and all this weird stuff. So it doesn't know what it wants to be. But it's essentially a minimally interactive animated movie that fails as a video game. Mm. But on some level succeeds as an animated movie. So we're in this weird place where video games are aping film. Films are aping video games. And neither medium is making progress because... They're trying to play to the other's strengths without realizing what the inherent qualities and strengths of their own medium really are. Yeah, you got to find the right medium for your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are there are there are stories that will make great video games, and there are stories that will make great films, and sometimes they are not the same. <laughs> yeah, like fucking asteroids. I'm going to die. When that <laughs> Dude, it can't be as bad as that battleship trailer I just saw. I, I don't know. That be. looks good. Uh, that, that's, uh, Dude, the first thing I saw when I saw that trailer was I'm like, great, Transformers 4 is hitting. And yeah. I, oh, wait, it's not Transformers. It's, it's fucking battleship. Yeah. But it's got Liam Neeson. He fucks up everything. <laughs> Bill Maher said the joke. Every Liam Neeson movie now made should just be called I Will Hunt You Down and Kill You. <laughs> 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 Dude, Liam Neeson was like the only funny thing on that new HBO series, Life's Too Short, about Warwick Davis. That just hit. Has anybody seen it? Seen it. I've seen the. It adverse. just started this week. You didn't like it? It's it's a mockumentary about, about Warwick. Warwick Davis yeah. trying to you know restart his career, and uh, uh, Ricky Gervais is in it. And and normally I find Ricky Gervais pretty funny, but in this, I, he's I guess intentionally not funny because they're trying to highlight him. Anyway. Um, Liam Neeson comes in, it breaks in, it, uh, not breaks in, but barges into his office and, and insists on doing some comedy. And Ricky's like, well, we don't really have time. He's like, we're going to do some comedy. And he's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and, and it actually is hilarious, him, him doing the straight face, serious Liam Neeson actor trying to do comedy. It's, 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 and he's like, let's do some improv comedy. How about a suggestion? And Lord Davis is like, um... You're a hypochondriac, and he's a doctor, and then it just goes to this really weird, bizarre place. And they're like, "This isn't really something you would do in an improv skit." Liam, he goes, "I wasn't being funny." Okay, yeah. Anyway, you should see it. It's it's like Sounds only a half good. hour, but it's it's funny. I want to check that out. Anyway, Liam Neeson tears it up. <laughs> 
I will hunt you down and kill you. <laughs> yeah. It's true. What was that fucking thing? Taken? Get under the bed. Stay under the bed until they grab you and take you away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to take you. doesn't matter. Yeah. Just get under the bed. I I really don't know why I'm telling you to get under the bed now that I think of it. <laughs> why am I? Just it doesn't walk matter. Out, walk out yeah, in the corridor. Just, just stand it was up. all about anyway. increasing yeah, the you. amount of time he had to record what was going on in the room. Oh, oh my God. Well, I never saw the movie. Because oh. <laughs> I, <saw the>, <laughs> I saw the fucking well, trailer. Well, spoiler alert then. I saw the trailer. What a bunch it's of... It's a good movie. You should see wah, it. Wah, it's wah. a great movie. In the end, it, get, it, it kind of falls more to the like the skills that he has. He doesn't use anymore and he just starts getting lucky. Yeah. Which kind of irritates me. <laughs> well, but it was a good movie. Yeah. But that was like the last. But but then everybody saw that movie and like, oh, Liam Neeson does this really well. Let's keep doing that with him. And oh, yeah. yeah. So the name of the movie should have been, been Liam Rolls Twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's that? What was the Unlike follow-up movie? And, and Michael Rolls Ones. <laughs> NBC has ordered thirteen episodes of Hannibal, based on Arthur Thomas Harris's Cannibal Killer series. The show, the show will be based on Harris's novel Red Dragon, which was a prequel to arguably the most <laughs> best-known book in the series, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Brian Fuller. No, before that. No, no, that's why I said it was the prequel, arguably the yes. best-known book, Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian Fuller is in charge of it. NBC describes the show as a one-hour contemporary thriller series featuring classic characters from Thomas Harris's novel Red Dragon, FBI agent Will Graham, and his mentor, Dr. Hannibal Lecter, who are reintroduced at the beginning of their budding relationship, unquote. Good, yeah, let's reintroduce shit at the beginning of relationships. <laughs> oh my god, we came around to it again! Nothing makes for more compelling drama awesome. than the reintroduction of budding relationships. Really? However, will they get to know each other? Who gives a cock ass? In case you couldn't see it, folks, Paul is actually in a cage right now, and oh, Todd is just poking him with a stick. Bullshit! <laughs> hey, Paul, my name's Kirsten. Nice to meet you. Hi, For the Kirsten. first time. Hi, it's great to meet you. <laughs> I better be quiet. I know we worked for years show. in, a, in <laughs> costumes. <laughs> if I didn't know you fucks, I couldn't be anything like this. You know what I mean? I'm not normally like this. Well, I guess I am normally like this, but I'm not when you're normally on stage. like this. Yeah, when I'm performing, because I'm performing in a way here, but yeah. also I'm, but the, I'm different here than I am on stage. Sure, I'm much more vulgar here than I am on stage. Well, yeah, to a degree. Uh, to uh, a, to degree. a degree. <laughs> I, I I did play a a, a a a a gross woman with terrible diarrhea last night. <laughs> Recurring every now, other scene. Is this a performance? Yeah, or, this is a performance. Uh, okay. I kept walking across the stage, going, "Oh, uh. like, like you said, it takes him a lot more to get off these days." Let's not be reintroduced <laughs> to this character. <laughs> it was a great character, though. It was really great. It was some really depth, really some depth there. All right, go ahead. Especially by the end of the There's really show. nothing else to tell. Okay, we'll see. That fucking movie got made years ago. Yeah, okay, it was good. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they doing? Turning it into a 12 episode, 13 episode brand. series. It's about the brand. Yeah, brand. yeah. Let's. Fi- it's about. Mm, it's, it's a we recognized have, brand. It's, and we don't have the rights to fucking Dexter. It. It's let's make a. De- <laughs> that's what it is. They're like, oh look what Dexter did. Let's that's, do Dexter. That's yeah, six that's fucking some, years later. Very, and but you know what? I mean, from the, from their angle, I have to say it's pretty smart because they're grabbing a known brand and they're going to Dexter it and they're going to capitalize on the whole Dexter thing while using characters that everybody knows about and talks about. So in that yeah. regard, you get, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, everybody knows about the characters. Unfortunately, the characters don't know about each other, so <laughs> nobody's going to give a fuck. Well, they'll, they'll get to know each other as they're introduced. Wonderful, they? wonderful. Won't that be <laughs> over four seasons? That'd be a magical journey of discovery. That's right. Ass. Because knowing people isn't important, Paul. It's getting to know people. Buddy, that's, that's the whole G. thing about Dexter. <laughs> Dexter, for the most part, 
for the most part, Dexter really throws you in feet first. It really does. Yeah. He knows his sister damn well. He knows his captain and all these people, you know what I mean? Even his worst enemies, he knows them really well. Oh, I, 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 I totally understand that, that that's writing advice you hear all over the place. Start in media res, you know. But at the Absolutely. same time, the first page of your story or the first chapter. Edit, or edit, edit. They kind of had edit, to do it that yeah. way with Dexter because they kept doing the whole. That first season was all they, you know, flashback kept doing the stuff. flashbacks yes. to his kid and figuring yeah, yeah, out yeah. who yeah, and yeah. what he really was. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh my God. Walt Disney Studio changed the name of their next epic to John Carter. Because they were worried men wouldn't see a movie with the word princess in the title. And that women wouldn't see a movie with Mars in the title. Well, they don't have to worry about that at all anymore. No one is going to see their next movie. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Are they going at to least, cancel it? At least according to new tracking numbers that were leaked. Uh, Disney executives are scrambling after hearing the early tracking news for John Carter. According to sources Deadline spoke to, the news is not good. They cite, quote, two unaided. 53 aware, 27 definitely interested, and three first choice. But the more interesting quote from the story, quote, women of all ages have flat out rejected the film, unquote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Writer, director Andrew Stanton previously discussed the thinking behind the name change, quote, here's the real truth of it. I'd already changed it from A Princess of Mars to John Carter of Mars. I don't like getting fixated on it, but I changed The Princess of Mars because... Not a single boy would go, he said. And then the other truth is no girl would go to see John Carter of Mars. So I said, I don't want to do anything out of fear. I hate doing things out of fear, but I can't ignore that truth. He just did it. Yeah. Quoting he should have just called it a princess of Mars. Quoting uh, the tracking for John Carter is shocking for a film that cost over $250 million. This could be the biggest write-off of all time, reports Deadline, who have heard the film might make an estimation of $100 million. Uh, Disney rep was quoted saying, quote, it's the last leftover from the previous regime of Dick Cook, an executive who works for successor Rich Ross. Uh, Rich Ross tells Deadline, we're not running away from the movie. Our job is to sell it. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, John Carter is based on the first in Edgar Rice Burroughs' Barsoom series called A Princess of Mars. A possible reason no one wants to see the film is... Uh, Somebody weighs in, quote, it's because it has the title of a heartwarming Oscar bait about a homeless veteran is not the title of a family action movie, unquote. Why didn't they call it John Carter and the Princess of Mars? Then they got all their shit in there. Ta-da! You know, because, I mean, yeah. Because cause, you're not in Hollywood. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking you John Carter is, a, it's, it is actually, that's a very difficult title. Because I mean, yeah, it is it's the, impossible. It is the That's property an impossible that title. is the character, but the name itself, John Carter, is so banal. Yep, it makes a difference. And they're avoiding Mars. Like, I mean, not one trailer has said Mars yet. And I think You're trying that, to apply logic that and reasoning fallout, to Hollywood. That is Fallout from Mars Needs Moms. Perhaps, maybe. Bet you. Because I think I think because that's the big failure. That Disney they're talking just had about avoiding them. Princess and and the Jar Carter problem, and I think avoiding Mars is really what's actually hurting them. Disney's going to fuck themselves because they're getting to where they're avoiding everything because and, everything can possibly offend somebody. And this is breaking mm. my heart because this I think is going is 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 sword and sorcery, even though it's not exactly sword and sorcery. It's 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 a sword bearing fantasy movies redemption after Conan. 
Hey man, we need this to actually if, be successful. Otherwise, you're not going to get another guy carrying a sword in an exotic setting with all sorts of weird shit going on around saying, him man. for decades. If this thing doesn't happen, ain't no He-Man movie. If this thing doesn't fly, it's no Master of the Universe movie. Kirsten's argument is was that good. Is such a bad then, thing? Yeah, it's oh, a terrible thing. Against it. <laughs> Don't be against it. Oh, man. I just... Because what's really <laughs> killing me is they're talking the tracking. They've got this science down, and it's like... It's all about the audience expectation. You hear nothing about this movie sucks, the direction's awful, the writing yeah. is, the, the effects were all, it's all about audience awareness. Yeah. Which is the marketing they, working. Yeah, these people haven't even seen the film, right? Yeah. Right. It just be how much people are aware it's just and how are looking forward what's, your, what's your perception of this thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, I am a full-fledged nerd freak, film aficionado to a degree, and I know dick about this movie. I've seen one trailer because I hunt that shit out. But they, there is no kind of marketing on this thing right now. And today I was on Fandango and I saw a little box uh, thing for it. Mm -hmm. And it just said John Carter in red letters. And it looked like Conan standing where, like you said, a homeless veteran should be. <laughs> it's like John Carter. Look at this guy. There, yeah, and, it, and, it, and you know, like it really, like seriously, it could be, it could be an advertisement for the WWF. Oh. That's what it looked like. Like, oh, please, John Carter please. versus John Cena. All of our <laughs> listeners, please go see this movie on opening weekend. Please, let's yeah. get at least a thousand. both of you go check this out yeah. so we can make sure. Yeah. Bigs, you and and take uh, someone with you. Oh, and, and pay for this one when you do your theater hopping. Bigs and Bleed can go see. Yeah, them. please. Fuck. Ah, oh, shit. I'm kind of excited. Dave Raider, go take it. I, I want to see it. I yeah. want to see it. I'm looking forward to it. I think, and I love the John Carter series. I'm in the midst of rereading them right now. But damn, it's like this really needs to hit so we can get past Conan. Because I mean, the groundwork that was laid by uh, Lord of the Rings has just not been thoroughly exploited. And we get too many tanks, and they're not going to go back to that genre for a while. It'll be Game of Thrones. And that'll be it. Well, but again, again. Well, there, there is that. But then, then you're going to fall into the whole thing, well, the genre doesn't work, Tolkien's property works. Or worse yet, you know my nightmare, they'll say, well, if it isn't Western, European, medieval <laughs> ripoff, it isn't going to play. And somebody, that should be your movie title, Western, European, medieval Somebody just bought... Uh, Marion Zimmer Bradley's Dark Overseer. Yes, I heard that. I heard that. So there, there's still some faith in some circles. True, but even that is a little, a little Western Europeanish. But still, Dark Over. It's an interesting concept, and 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 in the end, in the end, I will support anything that goes out there to keep the genre going. Just shut up and eat your Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Be glappy with what you have. <laughs> Clean your plate. Be glappy, did you say? Be glappy with what you clap. <laughs> glappy is that a new? I yes. like that. Can we can we TM that our own? Don't word? worry, be glappy. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Be glappy. <laughs> to be glappy <laughs> means Don't to be worry, pleased be with glappy. the garbage bullshit in your genre that you are stuck with. That's so I should be glappy about Transformers wow. with Michael Bay. That's oh. that's a fine term for that. Yep. It really All is. Right. Well, I guess I gotta be glappy about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have we finally have a new word to add to the lexicon. That, be trademark and copyright to be glappy. The we, ugly couch. Urban show. dictionaries. Yeah. Urban dictionaries. Glappy. Glappy. Well, I guess I got to be glappy about it. <laughs> Don't worry. Be, be glappy with what you have. Mm. Did that make? Yeah. The, oh, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that made me glappy. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, the Watchmen movie, pretty glappy. Yep. I was very glappy. I'm pretty glappy that about that. Yep. <laughs> the glappy, the word glappy, and all includes, this is great. included material is a copyright and trademark it's of the good, Ugly Couch Show. We made a word. It's a good Michael, word. Michael, what are you glappy for? Oh, what am I glappy for? Oh Let's see. I'm glappy God. for Conan. <laughs> glappy um, made you. Conan made you glappy. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend loved it. I think really? she was just spending the whole time looking at what's his name. Dude, I met up with him and saw that. It's not yet, I think it is. I think it might be. No, not yet, because I would have bought it. It's not out yet. But, yeah, she loved Red Sonja. She's got a Red Sonja's the shit, dude. That's a fucking good movie. Yeah. She wanted to go this Halloween for Red Sonja. Or this Halloween as Red Sonja, and I'm like, I can't pull off Conan, so I'd have, to be, <laughs> I'd have to be the little Asian kid. Why not be the Asian wizard, dude? Oh wait, no, that's, that's Conan. He's not in Red Sonja. That's Conan. That's Conan. Yeah. Oh no, you could be no. Isn't the thief in Red Sonja? No. Is that Conan too? Schwarzenegger just comes in. Schwarzenegger just comes in. The Weasley like thief guy. Calador. You're not even Conan. You've got yeah, uh, right. Sonja, uh, the little Asian kid. His his fat. Caretaker. Hell, even Schwarzenegger wasn't oh, even yeah. supposed and to be in the movie for more than like a couple of scenes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they kept drawing it out because yeah. they wanted to capitalize on yeah, yeah. his popularity. Glappy. Mm. This week in Glappy. This week in <laughs> Glappy. That is awesome. That's what made you seg- Glappy the this week? Segment. Yeah. Jeff, what were you Glappy for? I don't know anymore. <laughs> a true Jeff answer. Right. <laughs> I don't know anymore. But that's precisely what Glappy is. It's yeah. like, well, uh, I'm glad for the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. See, there you go. Uh huh. I will tell you though that like I, I was thinking about like upcoming films. So there's only two films that I'm excited about. One is Avengers, and the other is Dark Knight Rises. And I like the rest of the films that are lined up for the this year. Nothing is making me go, oh my god, I want to see that. It's just kind of like, eh, maybe I'll go see it. Maybe I won't. I just, I don't know. It's just. You'll not... be glappy if you did. <laughs> I'll be glappy. I'll be leaving the theater. It was okay. I'm glappy, glappy I saw it. Glappy I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, you know what? Uh, there's finally movement on the new version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Bow movement. That platinum. Be, be glappy, sir. Be glappy. I'm glappy. I'm real. I've been glappy about turtles. Although honestly, I was happy. About Imagi's recent CGI flip. That was great. That's fucking yeah, wonderful. It was good. That was yeah, good. That, that, but that's not this. Okay. Even Geller didn't ruin it for him. I was uh, shocked. Jonathan Liebsman, the director of Battle Los Angeles and the Clash uh, of the Titans sequel, Wrath of the Titans. Oh, no. Is now in talks to direct the new oh, TMNT no. film. Oh, uh, no. Variety reports Lee, uh, Liebsman's hiring, but doesn't give much info about what the story is, what the approach will be. Uh, a few things have been rumbling about. Expect the foot to be in the film, uh, along with Casey Jones and April O'Neil as sort of a protagonist duo. Yeah, yeah. Watch it be an origin story where everybody gets to meet each other. <laughs> <laughs> and we should see a Rise of the Apes uh, sort of approach in creating the turtles. Rise of the Apes. <laughs> like uh, to be a CGI characters inserted into live action footage. Andy Circus is oh, Raphael. I see. Oh. But whether they'll be... Per- <laughs> Whether it be played by actors in the performance capture setting is yet to be confirmed, though. So they're going to put actual turtles. <laughs> there in you the performance go. Turtles with little green dots on them. <laughs> All right, writhing so around in waste. One of them's going to be Ray Park because that's just how it is. Yeah. The Jim Henson's Creature Shop version. I saw the first film. Did anybody see the subsequent films? 
I've seen I like I, I, Turtles I, I, in Time is kind of fun. That's the third one, right? Okay, when I go back, I, to I guess because I mean, I, I remember yeah, bits of Secret of the Ooze, and that's about all I Secret remember. Secret of the Ooze, I never saw because that had uh, uh, dumbness, his nutsack, whatever, vanilla ice. Yeah, yeah. Go ninja, go, go ninja, ninja. Rap. go yeah. ninja, 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 rap, ninja. Yeah. ninja. Dumbness hit. I saw sack. it. I was glappy to see it. Yeah, there you go. That, that's yeah. that's a film that'll make you glappy. <laughs> How many? <laughs> were there three or four? Were, were there only Every three? Every cartoon or after the film? first week makes you glappy. That first miniseries of the cartoon series, mm-hmm. great. Rest of it all glappy. Then some of the new stuff's been okay. You're glappy. Still pretty glappy. All right. Well, is that it? <laughs> is there anything else? I, no, no, listen, listen. Wow. I love, because I, I live with this man, and I love the fact that this show beats him to a pulp <laughs> every Tuesday. By the end of it, he's like, you know what? My soul is crushed. <laughs> is that it? Can I go about being me now? <laughs> It's like, I want to be happy about something. Wow, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like awful sex. Crushed. It's like, you know, the girlfriend looking up at you going, you done? You finished? You know what? Wow. <laughs> I, I, your homework this week is to have sex with your girlfriend and at the end say, I'm glappy we did that. <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen for Paul. because For our female listener. <laughs> female listener. Well, Paul's married, so he's exempt. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? He's exempt. I'm perpetually clapping. <laughs> a constant state of clap. It wasn't great, but I'm afraid if I didn't do it, we wouldn't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how right you are. Sadly, I think it's, we've all had girlfriends. Now, wait like a minute. That. Are we talking about sex or the podcast? <laughs> It's more. Oh, about, you're both right. It's more like when you when you live in Vegas, you got to start your mower once a year, even if you have a rock lawn. There's <laughs> <laughs> a doctor you can see for rock lawn. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck. What about you? What are you glappy about? Write us comments at uglycouchshow.com, and I mean it. I want to know what you're glappy about. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much any property that you enjoy. That has been reinterpreted in a shit fuck way, but you're still <laughs> impressed that it's out there. There you go. Happy, basically. That's right. Yeah. Well, at least it happened. Sword and sorcery. I am glappy. <laughs> and until next week, Glappy. I'm Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And Joe Michael. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Mm. So glappy this is over. <laughs> so glappy. <laughs> so we didn't get to talk about Kingdoms of Amor. Are you glappy about that? Uh, no, I actually am enjoying that immensely. Thank really? you very much. Kingdoms right. of Amalur Reckoning. Yeah. Glappy. That's, that's, a, that's a joyful the noise. The reviews were me. glappy on it. Well, the I'm, reviews were glappy. And the, the thing is about glappy, glappy is when you say, no, I wasn't glappy, that could go either way. Yes, it can. It could either can. be like, oh, wow, that was yeah. total shit, or no, 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 I loved this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played it enough to say, hey, I love glappy. it, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Tune in next week for the full review. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. It could go glappy. No, jeez. Now, if you get a hold of a Bobby McFerrin clip and modify that song, I will be so impressed. Don't worry, be glappy. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Don't worry, be glappy. (laughs) 
Great. Now he's going to be in his studio <laughs> recording the, that for the next, like, Great. two hours. Don't God, worry. I hear him just every be, I'll just hear him, like, tapping on his chest. Go clappy. I can't, I can't wait to go to bed at 7 this morning. Don't worry. <laughs> be clappy. It will impress the living hell out of me. Be clappy, man. Oh, God. If there's a thing you kind of like, but you don't fucking love it, don't. you might say, don't worry. Be glappy. <laughs> it's something you were looking forward to seeing, but now that you have, you're kind of meh. Don't worry. <laughs> be glappy. <laughs> Don't worry. Be glappy now. Don't Didn't really me. love it. <laughs> I'm just glappy. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I'm just glappy. <laughs> The book was better. <laughs> I'm still glappy though. <laughs> Don't hate it, just glappy. <laughs> oh man. Don't worry. Glappy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. Glappy. <laughs>